Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How are you? I've been pretty good. What you been up to? Good. Good to hear you, girl. Um, what have I been up to? Oh, um, I just want to let our listeners know that I have recovered from my bike accident. Um, <laughs> my bike has been fixed and restored to its original condition. Okay. And I have resumed riding. I did a 20-mile ride over the weekends. That was really, okay. really good. Stupid. I actually did a 20-mile ride. What you said, stupid? Yeah. Who does 20-mile rides? Well, I'm trying to, like, train. I'm, like, actually, like, cycling. Like, I'm going to do a triathlon one day where we can go back outside. <laughs> you just do a virtual yeah. one. You could do that now. <laughs> At home, on the Zoom, right? Exactly. Right, but then I need, like, that infinity pool that you swim in. But, you know, I'm just an athletic gay. I'm an outdoor gay. I'm trying to get that life. But I actually just got in from another 20-mile ride, so I'm trying to, like, build my way up. So that was fun. Okay. Why, are you, why are you laughing? Nothing. And then, um, oh, this weekend is my aunt's 50th birthday. So okay. the whole fam got together and, mm-hmm. you know, we had like a nice charcuterie and wine happy hour, lots of photos. Um, we did a really nice surprise dinner at this lovely restaurant for her. Like, they're like, oh, we were supposed to be outside on like a little pergola, but like the weather was a little chilly. I thought yeah. it was okay. We had our own private room with our own entrance and everything. So, mm-hmm. and then um, we just went back to her place and had like cake and champagne and all that. So it was, it was, it was lovely, it was cute. It was up here y'all went down? It was up here in Jersey, yeah. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, okay. We, we didn't go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. How are okay. you, how was your weekend? What you been up to? It was good. On Saturday was my boo's birthday. So, mm-hmm. oh, happy birthday! Yeah. I, thought, I thought he was born in April. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so it was his birthday, and you know it was weird trying to celebrate birthdays in this time. So, you know, it was like, okay, what do you want to do for your birthday? And so, um, like he was working on Friday. And so when he got home, um, it was like, we just didn't know what to do. So the plan was we were going to go out to like um, Longwood Gardens, the Botanical Gardens. That's like outside mm-hmm. the city. That's but so like nice. you said, like, yeah, but like the weather was acting up on Saturday. And so we were like, going to chance it and just drive out there and then see what happened. But as we're on the way, it started like raining again. And so it was like, yeah, we're just not going to do that. So... <laughs> He goes, let's go to King of Prussia Mall. And I was okay. like, uh, no. <laughs> but he wanted, <laughs> yeah. But he wanted to go because he was, um, he wanted me to buy him this pair of shoes. And I was like, I can't buy you a pair of shoes. And tell the people why. <laughs> <laughs> because you could never buy your boo, your person, anyone you're seeing, dating, whatever, a pair of shoes, because that means they're going to walk out of your life. So I don't know if Maurice first told me this this superstition. (laughs) I was like, this is ridiculous. Allegedly, you also can't buy people rims for their car. (laughs) For their car, because they're going to drive away, drive out of your life. You can't buy them a coat, (laughs) because they'll give you the cold shoulder. 
I didn't know that one. I know you said they couldn't buy the whole watch. Yep. Because <laughs> time Time's is running up. out. Yeah, time is running out of that relationship. But those are the things that, you know, you cannot buy him. So he was like, well, he would buy them. And then I would just like put the money on the counter. So technically I'm not like buying them for him. Like when we got home, I would just put the money like on the kitchen table or something. But so he wanted to go to Nordstrom and it, we walked in and Nordstrom was empty. Like oh. they cleared out most of like the merchandise. So like you can't even like congregate and like look at the items that are on the racks. Okay. And there weren't that many people in there. So I was like, oh shit, are y'all closing down? Right. <laughs> so then we um, couldn't find the shoes he wanted there. So we went to Neiman Marcus. And so Nordstrom is on one side of King of Prussia. And then Neiman Marcus is like, you have to walk a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're passing like the Burberries, the Louis Vuitton, the, um, the Hermes is right there. And right. Like the Tiffany's. And so they had just these lines and lines and lines of people like congregated outside the store because they're limiting the capacity in the store. But everybody just bunched up around the entrance. I was like, "Mm, yeah, that's not how this is supposed to work. And I just felt really uncomfortable. And so we went to Neiman Marcus and they didn't have the shoes there. So I was like, all right, we got to go because I'm not not feeling this. Because it's indoors. You know, people aren't wearing their masks the right way or some of, I mean, some of them didn't have, they had it in their hand in case they like, security came up to them and told them that they had to put it on as well. Wow. Yeah. And so that was that. We were there for maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes, <laughs> if that. And so then um, we kind of just like came home and I um, got some cupcakes from Whole Foods and we kind of just had like a Netflix and chill kind of weekend. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. So we watched, we watched um, Call the Midwife, which is like this British show about these um, midwives back in like the 50s. Okay, I think I did see that. Like in East London, yeah. uh It was good. And then we watched, um, we watched this show called Charité. It's about the German hospital in Mm -hmm. Berlin. So the first season is like in the 1800s and then the second season is in um, 1943. So during World War II. Okay. Yeah. And then we watched um, a Spanish movie called Tok Tok. Which Tok Tok, which is like knock knock um, in English. And so what it is is basically it's like a bad joke. It's like five um, people with OCD walk into a psychiatrist's office and then it kind of just goes from there. It was, it was funny. It was okay. good. Yeah. All right. Lots of, lots of subtitles this weekend, but. Okay. Got your reading in, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you watch things that like make you read, make you think, make you learn about history. I just watched The Housewives of Potomac and watched Monique grab Candace's wig. Yeah, I watched it too. <laughs> but it wasn't. Oh, what are your thoughts on that? On that altercation? Um, I, don't know, I feel like Monique took it a little too far. But Candace is annoying as fuck. She's just like a gnat. She's just like a mosquito that just keeps mm-hmm. buzzing around you, annoying the fuck out of you. And sooner or later, you're gonna swat. 
And she got thwacked. And she did technically ask for it. She said, drag me, Monique. And Monique dragged her. Wow. Let me tell our listeners, Monique is from Pleasantville, New Jersey. Yeah. Where my mom, my aunt, uh, she will fight. Don't don't test her. Don't push her. She will fight you. That's how Jersey girls do. And she was yeah. she was provoked. But she she grabbed the wig. The wig was really secure. She she, she held it. Was. it was like yeah. a death grip. It was. She yeah. held on for a long time. I was like, okay, let go. Okay, let go. Okay, like but she just did not let go. I think she should let go maybe like 30 seconds earlier. Earlier, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the thing with that, it's when they got to like that wine tasting, whatever it was, the venue, mm-hmm. um, Candace was like on a thousand, like for no reason. And I think that's what caused it to kind of escalate because she was like twirling around and like mocking Monique and like she had a knife at one point and she's good for a knife pointing a knife at somebody <laughs> yeah and it just got to be too much and then she got all up in her face and then they were like messing with each other's hair and then that's when the um hair pull kind of happened but the funniest thing on that episode was <laughs> ashley missed the whole thing because <laughs> she uh-huh. went to the bathroom and so and then they had the little caption ashley returns from the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> And I died. <laughs> that part was hilarious to me. You're funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good little weekend recap. Let's hop to the next segment of the show. It's time for what you drinking. This week, I have a, it's just a vodka tonic with a little extra lemon, or vodka soda, I'm sorry, with a little extra lemon. It looks like a lemonade in there. No, I just put a lot of um, lemon juice. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. This and week I'm drinking. Um, I just got in from that 20-mile ride, as I said. So I'm having, um, it's like a recovery-type drink after, like, your workout. So it has, like, I did take my little um, blender out because it would make too much noise during the show. Um, but yeah, so you're just... supposed to take that out. Oh, you anyway. are? Yeah. Oh, oh, after you blend? Mm-hmm. Oh, I usually just drink it till the end, and then I wash it. Ooh. Disgusting. You learn so many new things. I learned a lot of new things this weekend also. But anyway, so yeah, this is like a sorbet flavor, so it's actually pretty tasty. <laughs> what this, kind of sorbet? A cotton candy sorbet. Oh, that sounds... <laughs> it's real shit. <laughs> disgusting. Like, kids would love it. Ooh. And a child in me loves it. But I'm trying to, you know, put on this weight trying to get these gains and um yes but i will i cannot wait just one more week and then i'll be back to alcohol yeah because it's not cute it's not at all well let's hop to the next segment of the show it's time for category is all right first up this week it's something that wasn't really cute to me either. So the Time um, Time Magazine released their yearly Time 100, the 100 mm. most, most influential people. And I'm kind of over these lists a little bit. I agree. Because, yeah, when you look at the list, some of these people on here, you're like, mm, okay. Who is but, that? 
<laughs> yeah. a lot of questions about a lot of people. Yeah. So they broke it down into some categories. They have pioneers, artists, leaders, titans, and the most overused word of 2020, icon. Iconic. And I was like, okay. Iconic. So, <laughs> right. So on the cover, or one of the covers, I think they had multiple, was um, Megan the Stallion. And she was listed as a pioneer. And I was like, a pioneer of what, sis? Right. Could she also be an icon or an artist? Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. a titan? I feel like these, these, <laughs> these categories are not like descript enough or not yeah. like, distinct enough. Yeah. Because the pioneers, they got all kinds of people. They have, um, so they got Megan, they have Giannis Ante, the basketball player. Then they have um, Ibram X. Kendi, um, the astronaut women. They have Maya Moore, who just married her prison bay. Like, she quit, <laughs> she quit the WNBA, or she took a hiatus from WNBA because she wanted to focus on prison reform. And then the guy she helped get out of prison, she married uh-huh. him, like, oh. two weeks ago. When did he get out? Like, not that long ago. Oh. Yeah, okay. like she helped him get out, and then she married him. That's a lot for, for the dick. I mean, I mean, you didn't get a test drive, <laughs> girl. That's commitment. I guess. Well, keep for her. Mm-hmm. So for artists, they had the weekend who, like his first CD was cute, but then this current CD, he's been doing like that bloody face thing for like way too long. Uh, I didn't even know he had a CD out. I couldn't even tell you I, I couldn't even tell you the uh the last song I heard of his was I Can't Feel My Face. Yeah, that was probably like what three, four years ago. And then him and was he dating Bella or Gigi? Bella. He was dating Bella. Oh okay. Because Gigi had her baby with the one boy from one direction, the cute from, one. Yeah, he is kind of cute though. Um, the Middle East men. Yeah, Zane. So then they have Ali Wong, who's the Asian lady who she's always pregnant on her Netflix. Um, oh, the comedian. Yeah. So somebody needs to give her some. And it's fertile as fuck, apparently. <laughs> because mama needs some plan B. <laughs> they got Michael B. Jordan, um, Selena Gomez. Jojo Siwa, who is that white girl with the ponytail, and she ain't got no edges. No edges. She got some big old bows. She like yeah. a full 17 years old child. No, that girl is like 37. She got a speech impediment. She's like 30, <laughs> no, she got it. She is old, old, old. She is old. I do not is believe she a, she's 17. Is she an artist, though? Like, what she does is pure know. commercialism. Apparently. Um, got your favorite funeral singer. Who? Jennifer Hudson. Fantasia? Oh, yeah. Fant- um, Jennifer Hudson on here. I don't know why. Um, oh, but back to JoJo. Did you see they did like a makeover on her? So James no. Charles, the, um, you know, James Charles, the makeup boy or person. I don't um, watch YouTube tutorials, but I do know who you're talking about. You know who he is, though. So he did like a makeover on JoJo and he gave her like, a really heavily painted face. He like brought her hair down. She looked like she was 45 years old. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, Jennifer Hudson on here. I don't know why. Uh, wow. Michaela Cole. Maybe because of um, Aretha Franklin. That movie ain't coming out no time soon. Right. I mean, but Michaela Cole's a good one. Michaela Cole's a good one. And I don't know who the rest of these artists are. Mm. Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist. Yes, I do know Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah. Leaders. Mm. It's like all political people. Anthony Fauci. (laughs) I mean, influential. Sure, absolutely. Coronavirus. Shit's getting real. Um... They definitely have Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. They have, I don't know how to say his name. Okay, John Roberts, as in like the uh, Chief Justice, John Roberts? I guess that's the only one I know. Xi Jinping, Donald Trump, mm. Caesar, like Julius? <laughs> I guess. And the rest of these people, I don't know. Sorry. I know what I mean, they are, have... but. Yeah. Are, like, I mean, they have. The leader one's clearly like political people. Yeah, they have Angela Merkel, they have Joe Biden, they have Bolsonaro from Brazil, Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. They missed all <laughs> the queens you like. Well. Like Letizia and Maxima. Yeah, but <laughs> they can't dress up anymore, so. They There's can. nowhere to go, so. Oh, that's true. Okay. They don't really, I mean, they're starting to now, but but not as much. And the mask just kind of ruined the, the look. And then in the Titans category, they lead off with Gabrielle Union. The Titans? Yeah. I'm like... For what? Exactly. I mean, did she get um, fired from her job? Let me stop. Well, <laughs> her husband is on here, Dewan Ye. Wait. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Perry is on here. Lewis Hamilton, the race car driver. The race car driver. Um, Nicole Scherzinger's ex. Okay, I'm about to say her name is never nowhere near this list. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I got for the Titans. And then the icons. Okay. The icons was a bit of a mess. Billy Porter, mm, okay, no. You just don't feature Naomi. Billy. I don't. Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. who is, I would say she's an icon in tennis. Yeah, she is. She's a young icon. I wouldn't give her like full icon. She's Just like, that. she's like rising star, rising legend, right. future icon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She's not legendary yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Like, girl, you're like 18. Mm. Only downhill from there. Um, Angela Davis. Yes. They have Megan Rapinoe, who I guess. Allison Phoenix, soccer player. (laughs) You got to be more specific (laughs) than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say, but yeah, the ones (laughs) with the purple hair, and she was saying she wanted. equity and pay for the women in the um, soccer league, but... Mm. Speaking of um, lesbians, uh, Black Lives Founders, Black Lives Matters founders, Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, and Opal mm-hmm. Neti. Yes. The LGBT started the BLM. 
Don't forget it. But, well, that's another story for another day. But yeah, okay. that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much the list. Like, yeah, I just feel mm-hmm. like this isn't one of those lists that's kind of like the thirty under thirty list where it's like, okay, not. My my problem isn't so much with the list as it is with the categories. Because it okay. seems like the categories aren't distinct enough. And I feel like certain people, like, to your point with Gabrielle Union, I don't think of her as a titan of industry or a titan in her field. Like, you know, there's other people that I don't think of who are, like, Megan the Stallion is not mm-hmm. a pioneer. Like, a pioneer, I think, is someone who's, right. like, the first one to do something or the first one to get themselves out there and, like, you know, I just feel like it's not the descriptors don't fit everyone in the categories. So yeah, kind of work on that and maybe provide us a definition of like the criteria to be in said category. Right, right. But Let's Megan and Harry, all... they did um, they did like a TV special, and Megan and Harry gave like a little um, shout out to everybody. They filmed a little um, a little package, and it was about like voting and. Mm-hmm people were a little upset about it because he said that oh. he couldn't vote in this this election. I see that. Yeah. So maybe he'll be voting in the future. Which will require him to become a citizen. 90 Day Fiance. Hey, do it, do it. Just, that'd be, that'd be yeah. actually a really good episode or a good season if they did that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Anything else for that category? No? No, that's it. Okay, well, the next category we're going to hop to is last Wednesday, um, the Kentucky Attorney General had a press conference, if you'll call it that, following the grand jury's decision not to um, find that there was probable cause to bring charges against any of the officers for the killing of Breonna Taylor. Does that make sense? I feel like that was really wordy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I had to say it correctly in the right legal way. Basically, no charges were brought against any of the officers who killed Breonna Taylor. Therefore, the officers well, who killed Breonna Taylor would not be arrested. However, the grand jury did find um, to bring charges for wanton. Um, was it wanton? Discharge of the firearm? Wanton endangerment. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, we call it reckless. Wanton endangerment of Brianna's neighbors. And they mm-hmm. released, into, to protect their privacy, they released three names, but it was like a man, woman, and child who mm-hmm. were in the neighboring apartment for which bullets went through Brianna's um, apartment into theirs. So therefore, that officer endangered the lives of those other individuals. And he... Uh, will be tried on those charges, but it carries like a maximum penalty of five years. He was released on a um, $50,000 bail mm-hmm. and he was released 28 minutes after he was booked. <laughs> so I, um, I think from a legal perspective, I already knew what was going to happen. First of all, this is Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, Mitch is, McConnell. Yeah. I mean, connected to Mitch McConnell, this attorney general is. Uh, Uncle Tom of my, <laughs> belonging to Mitch McConnell. Wow. I mean, that's just saying it cutely. Who? Dan, um, Dan, the Daniel Attorney Cameron? General? Yeah. Daniel. Is it Daniel? 
It's Danny. Somebody yeah, Cameron. Yeah, David Cameron was the old um, prime minister of England, but it's continue. Yeah. So he um, he went to school under a scholarship, I think that McConnell um, sponsored or funded or something. Mm-hmm. And so McConnell is like his mentor. Or he's, yeah, yes. he's so he's the protege of, of Mitch McConnell. Right. And Mitch went to his wedding, and there was rumors that the wife of um, the attorney general is Mitch McConnell's granddaughter, but those are unsubstantiated. Because yeah. it started when he showed up at the wedding. They were like, why are you here? Right, but, right. Yeah. So the media speculated that it was like a real yeah, I think that it was just, you know, those tra- the, the lack of, you know, charges or the case even being brought was really just upsetting to me. Each state is different, and, but usually a grand jury is a group of about 20 to 23 people who mm-hmm. sit and evaluate the evidence and have to determine whether or not there's probable cause to, to uh, have a trial. Right, they're not the they're not the fact finders to see whether or not someone is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. So the standard right. is much much lower. It's mm-hmm. also not it's not like a pettit jury, which is a trial jury, which is composed of anywhere between six to twelve people. So there is more people. Um, the, another distinction between a grand jury and a pettit jury is that a grand jury you don't need a unanimous vote, whereas on a trial jury you need a unanimous vote. Everyone has to either vote guilty if one person votes not guilty then the person's not guilty so the standards mm-hmm. are way way different so it is shocking from the legal perspective that like the grand jury didn't even get a majority or half of 23 you know to mm-hmm. find probable cause when the bar was so low but it almost added insult to injury that <laughs> you're charged him for endangering other people and the whole point of the endangerment or wanton endangerment is to prevent the outcome of taking someone's life. So he engaged in that contact and that conduct with respect to Brianna and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And her, mind you, her boyfriend's still living and there was no charge with respect to him. Mm-hmm. And it does get complicated because you have like the castle doctrine of the boyfriend had the right to kind of protect himself in his home when he was in fear of his life. But then the officers also have qualified immunity to execute a lawful warrant. So it just gets so, so complicated. And just that, that day, I was just so upset because it was just like insult to injury. I, I knew that was going to be the outcome, but I just expected there to be no charges. You know yeah. Because so, also yeah. One, of Brianna's, one of Brianna's neighbors, who was a black man, said that bullets also went into his home. And there mm-hmm. was no charges with respect to him and there being wanton endangerment. How his life. thin are these walls? Because everybody got <laughs> apartment getting shot up. These officers don't got no kind of type of training. Right. Like y'all shooting everywhere and anywhere. But yeah. I think it was just very sad. I think that it's really just discouraging for black people in America to feel like we don't matter, our lives aren't valued that the police can act upon us in this way. We have no recourse. <laughs> but um, I just did want to talk about it because I feel like it's really important. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we have to go on and continue fighting this fight. And I know people are out there protesting. And, you know, there's all different ways you can be activists. Again, I said mm-hmm. on the podcast before, you won't catch me in these streets at a protest. That's just not my, that's not my zhuzh, right. if you will. But there's other things that you can do. And, one thing I was getting frustrated with is a lot of people in response, I think both to Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying 
and the Breonna Taylor thing were saying, go out and mm -hmm. vote, go vote. And you're getting pushback from like a lot of other people that I see on social media and in the podcast space just saying, I don't know what voting is going to do. I don't know how voting is going to change this. Well, in many, many, you know, states vote for your attorney general, mm -hmm. you know, who, who decides these things or whether or not to even bring charges. You know, you don't even yeah. know what charges were presented in this grand jury. Or if yeah. you don't vote for your district attorney or your attorney general, at the very least, you vote for your governor who appoints these positions. So I found that like between the Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing, where people think that, oh, we have to go vote for a new Supreme Court justice. Literally, I've heard that. And other people saying like, oh, <laughs> we have to vote you know, for attorney general and these things. It's frustrating because I find a lot of people don't have an understanding of our civic system. <laughs> And you be, <laughs> everybody shocking. on Twitter got a got a poli sci degree in like shocking. the past week because shocking. yeah, it's just a mess. I think going back to what you said earlier, I think it was more disrespectful that that was the charge that came from this whole thing. Like, like right. you said, it would have been more. Um, I think it would have been an easier outcome for people to handle if just no mm -hmm. charges came from right. it because that's what we expected anyway right. and then all day um like monday tuesday and then the charges were announced what on wednesday mm -hmm. but the lead up was like oh they're shutting down the city they're putting barricades you know all throughout downtown they're you know implementing a curfew and the, everyone was like anticipating like some level of unrest to happen and right. you know so to me, it was more, it was going to be like that, like no charges were going to come. So people were just going to take it to the streets. Mm -hmm. But that one little raggedy little charge that, that y'all got, not even, you know, directly in any kind of way related to her death Absolutely. is like, y'all could have kept that. You could have kept, kept that. that. You know, because again, it was it was absolutely insult to injury. Yeah, yeah. Especially because there were six charges that would have been directly related to her murder. At the very least, mm -hmm. it could have been an involuntary manslaughter charge. Something, yeah. Something. You know? or it's just it was sad, and I, mm -hmm. I, I, I do my heart does ache for Liana's family. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, it's sad. Okay. Well, going from a sad news story to a better news story, scrolling the uh, Instagrams and the interwebs, I found out about this awesome fundraiser um, for this woman that we know to be named Tanqueray. So I don't know if anyone <laughs> follows. <laughs> I don't know if anyone follows um, the Instagram page, Humans of New York. Uh, it's by um, this photographer named Brandon Stanton. He basically lives in New York City and goes throughout the city and takes pictures of people. And you know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words and he'll write up a short essay about that person or about their life or their impact that they had on him or a conversation. And I wanna say about maybe a year ago, there was a picture of this older black woman with like this fur hat and this fur coat to the ground. And he took a picture of this woman and she told her story about how back in the day she was a dancer and- Private dancer? Dancing for money. Do, do what, <laughs> do you, what want you want me to do. Want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and she did. And she also talked about prostitute and everything. Ooh, uh -huh. 
Ain't no sex in the champagne room. Mm, mm. (laughs) Her story was just so captivating and so um, funny. She just owned it. And I think a lot of people really responded a lot to her story. So then um, Brandon, I kept a relationship with her. They would go out Mm -hmm. to like, you know, dinner once a week. And he like built this friendship with this older black woman. Uh And she was just, you know, as she's getting older, you know, she's ailing, she needs money for health and just to live. So he decided to start a GoFundMe. Now y'all hear me talk on the podcast all the time about how I fucking hate GoFundMe. Yeah. This is a good use of GoFundMe. Okay. This GoFundMe um was not for somebody's funeral expenses when we been knew they were sick or, you know, not for somebody to get their breasts done or to get their <laughs> booty shots in somebody's motel right. room. Like, this is yeah. for a legitimate good purpose. Um, and to date, um, for the Tanqueray Trust, so that she can live out the rest of her life in comfort, or as a matter of fact, in luxury, there was a goal of $1 million uh, for this fundraiser started by Brandon Stanton. And to date, they have reached a, uh, a total of $1,993,850. That is ridiculous. Why? <laughs> Mama ain't got for a few years left. So what's going to happen to this money? Whatever she so chooses. Maybe she'll put the rest in that trust when she passes. Who knows? But she impacted a lot of people's <laughs> lives. Yeah, because people were laughing at her and Look at that, like, who's this nasty old lady? No, I think they were talking about what her. she used to do. Mm-mm-mm. They were making fun of her. No, ma'am. I ain't giving no money to this. Well, there was 91.3 thousand donors. So I'm not sure. I'm not good at quick math. I don't know what the average <laughs> donation was. Like $20. It seems as though um, the average would probably be like, like 20 bucks. Yeah. So congratulations. No. I just thought that was a good that was a good news story. It made me feel good. I don't know because what's she gonna do with this money? Mm-hmm. And how's she gonna enjoy? I mean, yeah, she gets to buy a fancier wheelchair. Maybe she'll get a hub around this time, but I don't I feel like people are making fun of her. Well well the reason they may be making fun of her, but I just want to clarify that the money is going into a trust. Therefore, the money is only going to be used for the remainder of her life, for her living expenses, and for her medical needs. Any monies that are left over mm-hmm. the trust upon her death will be donated to the Association to Benefit Children, which is a New York City charity. So I think that that's good. Like, it all works. You help this woman live out the rest of her days in comfort without having to be worried about the financial means for how she will do it. And then should there be money left, it will also go to a good cause. No, I don't think anyone's laughing at her. I think they are, because, yeah, the way they prop her up in that chair and slap that wig on her head, I'm like, girl, uh uh-uh. <laughs> That would not be me. Well, but the thing is, like... You can laugh at me. I prop me up, <laughs> slap a wig on me, <laughs> fed me the money. And she always holding that one. picture, that same <laughs> picture. I'm like, come on, Tangeray. <laughs> what is Tang- Miss Tangeray's real name? I think it's Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) That don't like an old lady name. Sounds like Esther or Beulah. Yeah. (laughs) Shirley or something. Barbara. Something. 
Stephanie is like Stephanie's gonna be the old lady name like in thirty <laughs> years. Right. Stephanie and Jennifer. Those are gonna be the new old lady names. Gosh. Well, that's like Yeah, well that's more like forty years that'll be the old lady name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a good uplifting story and we needed that after, you know, some of the negativity that's been happening in this world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Miss Tangeray got her millions, but our next person does not. Did you get into the orange person who claims to be president of the United States? Did you get into his his tax return? Yes. You know, he also claims to be a billionaire, allegedly. But, well, um, not according to the New York Times. Oh, ma'am. The numbers they are got, adding up. <laughs> they got all his business out here. Because, you know, the, um, the thing was that he never released his tax returns. And right. even like going back to 2016, um, in modern history, for the past 40, 50 so years, any person who runs for um, for president mm-hmm. releases their tax returns. They even do it now just for like, even down to like local election. Right. So like everyone in the political system has this level of transparency about, you know, their money that's coming and going, making sure they don't have any conflicts of interest, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. In his case, um, he just never released them. And there was all these calls to, for him to do it. Hillary, Hillary Clinton was saying, you know, he needs to release them. Um, but the reason he's probably not is because he has something to hide. And he was always claiming that, oh, I'm under audit. I'm under audit. I can't release that. And all the lawyers and, and IRS people are like, no, like that doesn't preclude you from releasing your information. So... The New York Times went back, what, like 20 years? It was a long time. Yeah. I think like 2000. Yeah, to 2000. Yeah. So 20 yeah. Years. yeah, 20 years. So they said that in 10 of the last 15 years, he hasn't paid any taxes, federal income taxes whatsoever. In 2016 and 2017, he paid $750 mm. for his taxes. Mess. And you know, it just so my student loan payments are more than that, okay? Okay. They take more than that out of my check bi weekly. So <laughs> Sir, what is the problem? Like what is going on? Well, this is the thing. So he's claiming that even during the, the debates back with Hillary, Hillary mm-hmm. made the assertion in the debate that he didn't pay federal income taxes. And he admitted that he didn't. Because he said, yeah, that's because I'm smart, smart, which is technically an admission, right? So I think that he has just always been gaining the system. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, I think for me, more of the issue is not the fact that he hasn't paid, but that he's manipulating the system so that he doesn't pay. But it's also right. the fact that he has so many failing businesses and he's kind of propped himself up to be the successful businessman. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. all just a facade it's a shame yeah. it's not true yeah. every business he's ever engaged in has lost money he was born into a wealthy family and squandered 
all the money he was given from his father and all the money he was given in every other business dealing over and over and over again. So why would you think that he wouldn't do that with our country? Yeah, I think the thing with that, what I read from like all the businesses, quote unquote, failing is that it was a way for him to get out of paying taxes. So what you do is you write everything off as a loss, like Mm -hmm. everything. And that way you don't have to to pay anything. So they had all these mysterious, quote unquote, consulting fees that they were paying themselves. Ivanka was getting a nasty consulting fee. Um, And then they tried to cover it up and say it wasn't, you know, that wasn't it. And then, but she released her numbers and the numbers exactly matched in the exact same dates, exact same time periods. And it was like, okay, girl. And what, so what happens is, is, you write everything off as a loss, so that way you look like you're failing, but if my salary is hundreds of millions of dollars, but it's listed under salary, then that makes it look like the company's not making any money, but I still got all the money. So it's, like you said, it's like basically scamming the system. Mm -hmm. Um, What got me was that he had like, what, $70,000 for hair? (laughs) Hairstyling, yeah. I was like, "And girl, that's what you ended up looking like." When they turn that mirror around, you got to be like, "Nah, um, can you can you get the edges?" Fix it, fix it. Yeah, like like, get together. I guess. I feel like you know this is almost like an early October surprise, um, because it, it it gives us insight as to why he didn't release them four years ago. Mm-hmm. Further, um, it shows that he's a liar. But again, he's just brushing it off. He's calling it fake mm-hmm. news. Fake he's news. he's just running with that, and his supporters or followers are going to believe him. This is not going to sway them one bit. If only people, it will only reinforce the disdain that we have for him as liberal leaning people. I don't even mm-hmm. say that, but just like fair people. <laughs> and then I think right. like you know, independents or people who are on the fence, which I honestly don't know how the fuck you're undecided at this point. Yeah, 30-something days because, in. Yeah. Because people are feeling like, well, wow, I'm paying more than the president's paying. You know, he's mm-hmm. living off the backs of all of us. You know, yeah. like the, the wealth gap in this country is the largest mm-hmm. it's ever been. It's like, it's like pre-revolution France out this mm-hmm. bitch. Something's going to happen. And, yeah. And, and, and Biden needs to like harp on this in the debates and play it up. Oh yeah, they put that ad out real quick because it was saying with like each, each, with like, each like employee. Yeah, it was like firefighter, elementary school teacher, and they had like the amount that they pay, Jackson, and yeah. like girl, seven hundred and fifty dollars, seven hundred and fifty dollars. I know girls who got a, a, a unit install of weave for more than that. For more than that, yeah, and it's yeah, like, like three and a half bundles. <laughs> But the thing, yeah, it's just like, but you, you know, he claims to be such a proponent of the military and he was going to fix the infrastructure of the country and the roads and this, that, and the third, but tax money is what pays for that stuff. Right. You know, and you're scamming and proud that you're quote unquote smart, so you don't pay taxes. What's that mean for the people who do pay taxes? We're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, they, did you see the chart where they released, like, Joe Biden paid, um, like, what, 300, or $3 million in taxes, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, Kamala was like 500,000. The Obamas were on there. Yeah. Um, like everybody was, you know, listed, like the, the Clintons were on there, their fair share of their taxes. And, you know, it's, it's just, like you said, highlighting that inequity gap. And I think, you know, some of those people who were, like Bernie Sanders was like harping on it hard because, you know, his whole mm-hmm. thing is eat the rich and <laughs> tax the wealthy and all that. So, right. you know, let's hope it gets some of those people down at the ballot box. Mm, we shall see. I don't have much faith, yeah. but it goes to hope. And... Oh, did you also peep? It was like, this is like the seeding story of the day uh-huh. that um, Trump's former campaign manager, Pascal, yeah, a, had a suicide attempt earlier today, and I, you know, I, I do like to talk very gently, or you know, about suicide because it is a very serious mm-hmm. topic. However, I do find the timing to be very curious. Suspect, yeah. So sus. It like, was very, so, so yeah. yeah. Within twelve hours of this news breaking, like the walls are imploding on Trump and his team. Mm-hmm. And I think that the shit's gonna hit the fan, and that's why he's so desperate to win in October. Because if not. They're gonna start locking these folks up. I mean, everyone who's been in his orbit has already been locked up. John Stone, Scaramucci, his his former lawyer. Everyone's mm-hmm. getting locked up but him. It's only a matter of time until they come for Trump. And he knows it. Well, yeah, I think he knows it. So um, you know, they have this whole thing that they say that a sitting president can't be prosecuted. And then there is kind of this like gentleman's agreement that an incoming president or can't prosecute a former president so i think i don't know what's gonna happen with that but we'll see we shall see we will see so make sure y'all are registered to vote check your voting registration status if you have not already you have until i believe october 27th which is very late to request your mail-in ballot um, check the rules in your state to see when mm-hmm. your ballot needs to be received in order to count. Right. Awesome. All right, now it's time for I said what I said. <laughs> Who should go first? Go ahead. All right. My I said what I said this week is for Wells Fargo CEO Charles Scarf. Um, he was in a Zoom meeting. Uh, last week and was talking with a lot Mm -hmm. of his Wells Fargo employees and he said a comment that you know there's not a lot of diversity or inclusion at Wells Fargo as an organization and that it's not they don't have a diverse um, staff because the black talent pool is lacking or non-existent and in this internal Zoom meeting people was pissed I'm sure the few, the handful of uh, Black employees at Wells Fargo mm-hmm. as just to say, and it just went everywhere. And he was just saying, like, you know, we don't hire because they just don't do well, and then there's not that many talented Black people to hire from. So I think it kind of perpetuates this idea that um, in order to do well in these organizations or in banking, or in, and this is honestly across all industries, right. that it's yeah. a true meritocracy. And that is bullshit. What it is, is these white people looking out for each other's back, looking out for their sons, their mm-hmm. their best friend's son, their cousin, their nephew. And it's mm-hmm. it's lifting up their own while pushing down others so that there is no chance for actual equality, let alone equity. Okay. Equity. Yeah. And it's fucking 
bullshit. Because let me tell you, I see in all industries, I can speak to the legal industry. Philadelphia has lots of black lawyers. Not many of them in the percentage wise are at top firms. Many of them are at public interest, which are lower paying jobs, mm-hmm. local city government, and doing the, the less desirable jobs in the industry. Not because okay. of lack of talent, not because they're not there, because there's a whole hell of a lot of them there, because they're not valued in those spaces. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you are an other, right, and you go into a space and you're automatically a minority, people are going to view the work that you do suspect already mm-hmm. because you're already other due to a, a, a characteristic that you can't change. And it's just perpetuating these ideas. I'm sorry. And, and, and it's just the, the white mediocrity is just on to me. It's like, how the hell can't you see it? Wells Fargo has been a failing bank for the past five years, sis. In the past five years, y'all been through four CEOs. Mr. Um, Charlie only been CEO since October last year. Who? Okay. You've had multiple lawsuits and discrimination suits for not only discriminating against people of color, but also discriminating mm-hmm. against women. You've also been pred- having predatory um, auto loans mm-hmm. on people, wrongfully, repos- wrongfully repossessing people's cars. You've also had predatory loaning on black communities from mortgages. You've had all of a slew of lawsuits from this company yeah. that's run by all these great white people. How about you get some diverse people up in there? You might save yourself some of these problems. How about you get some diverse talent pools and you might have more creative or um, uh, innovative ways for tackling your problems. Get you some diverse people up in there and you might do better, but you're also happy with just being white and mediocre that you can't even see that your shit stink. And it's this kind of thought mm-hmm. and it's this kind of bullshit that is stopping those of America from really being great. All these people that's following that orange person, that nasty thing, and think y'all the shit. Look at him. That's the best example of white mediocrity we got. Okay? Because you can compare Obama to him, and orange thing could never. But you got, but, but, we, but we dealing with this. So white people, please get your shit together. And I said what I said. Yeah, I closed my Wells Fargo account, because it was Wachovia back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like a local, like Charlotte Southeastern, um, kind of bank. But remember when they had like all those like fake accounts were being opened, mm-hmm. and they were like stealing people's identity. They stole my mom's, and they opened an wow. account. Yeah, in her, her name, and she got like some mail, and she was like, "What is this?" And she was like, all confused. I was like, "Oh, I think they got your info." And so, like, since then, we closed, like, our accounts and we were done. Mm-hmm. Well, I, called, I mean, Wells Fargo was a failing, like, all the banks are doing great right now. Well, Wells Fargo mm-hmm. is, like, old on for dear life, sis. So, like, you know, she was a CEO selected by his, like, dad's best friend for this position. Oh, wow. But but, but wow. You, well, Okay, but you got there based upon your merits. He was dumb enough to say some shit like that in the Zoom meeting. Miss me with yeah. that bullshit, sis. Please sit down. Basically. And Wells Fargo, we'll get, we'll get a new CEO. Oh, they will. He gonna he's gonna get fired real quick. So speaking of Zoom meetings getting people in trouble, so you know they're having this year's um school on via Zoom and you know people's classrooms are being um held over Zoom. And so the kids right. sit in front of the computer all day. Um there's been a couple stories that came out this week about um Basically, teachers talking recklessly and saying things that were inappropriate in relation to 
like the kids' backgrounds, uh-huh. or like, like their, their backgrounds, meaning like their homes, not their like homes. Right. Yeah, yeah, not like their ethnic backgrounds, but like what they could see in the background mm-hmm. of their shot. Um, then there was the, then they had an issue where if you know on Zoom you can like put that fake background almost like a green screen behind you. So right. then they had an issue with that, um, and then you know people's moms. <laughs> And parents were, you know, walking through in their house coat because they working from home these days, and right. you only have to, you only got to be dressed up from the waist up. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying that the people's um, parents are walking around half dressed. They can see the, or hear them cussing in the background or talking um, profanely in the background, and it's their house. all kinds of things, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know how it's distracting for the kids, so. One um, kid in Louisiana, I forget his name, but he was like nine years old. He got suspended from school, which how do you get suspended from virtual school? Wow. Like they're going to send you home for the day? (laughs) So he um, got suspended from school because there was a BB gun in the background. Mm -hmm. Oh, I heard about that. You heard about that little black kid, Mm -hmm. little cute little boy. but yeah, that's a bit much, y'all. Like, yeah, I saw another video where the teacher um, was basically telling the students that, like, the teacher was talking about George Floyd. George Floyd yeah, us. that was my next point. Yeah. yeah go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and I don't know what she said because I didn't see that part, but I saw the mama come up on that screen and she cussed that teacher the fuck out. She had her little butterfly tattoo. She might be a Mariah Carey fan. <laughs> <laughs> that chest plate tattoo um, with that butterfly on it. But she got that teacher right together. Like, real quick. Right. So, these teachers, it's just out of line. But it, again, it's hard because it's like, you're now kind of breaking the fourth wall and you're going into someone mm-hmm. else's domain, someone else's right. home. So you can't right. tell, like, the mom how to dress in her house coat. I know I've... I've gone and seen like my um, niece and nephew in virtual school at their house okay. sometimes. And the thing I don't understand is I get that like the students have their camera on so that they can have be actually attending because otherwise you wouldn't know that they're attending class, right? Mm-hmm. But why do they have to see all the other kids? Like there should be a way that the teacher can just see the kid, but hmm. the kids aren't distracted by seeing like 12 other boxes. Because then, then that does get distracting. And I just don't feel like it makes the most sense. But I don't know. We need to figure yeah. something out. Because this virtual school is just not going to, it's not sustainable. It's, well, the thing, I think it is. But I think it's just hard to navigate. Because one is so new. And it was just like, bam, everyone has to do it now. And so, right. like, some of my coworkers were just saying how it's hard to manage being at work all day and, you know, kind of supervising the kid if they're, you know, five, mm-hmm. six, seven, and they don't have the attention span to be sitting, you know, in front of the computer all day. And then most adults don't. don't. <laughs> How about that? And then they just don't, you know, want to, it's just distracting, I, I think, on all parts for the, right. for the parents, for the students. The teacher, I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be a mess for like the rest of the school year. 
because you can't be going back to school. Not now. It's not the time. And mm-hmm. we're not ready for that. So <laughs> good luck to y'all because I couldn't be a teacher. But leave them kids alone. Let them stay in school and do the best you can with what you got. <laughs> and I said what I said. All right. That's that's a good one because that's it's tough. I feel yeah. bad for the teachers. Okay. Oh. All right, now it's time for our last and favorite segment of the show. It's tens, tens, tens across the board. You wanna go first? Yeah. My tens this week was gonna be uh, Mariah Carey, because did you see her interview with Oprah I on Apple TV? I missed it. Ooh, it you don't have Apple TV? No. I don't have Apple TV. You get a seven-day free trial. Just go on I'm there. A, I'm a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> is it a seven-day free trial, though? Yeah, so just go okay. in there, log in, sign up, and then, you know, binge a couple shows and then um, so cancel that thing real day. quick. Never cancel on the seventh day. And so the interview was good, but Mariah did not send me that um, box with the book. Mm-hmm. You know how like Beyonce would send everybody the Ivory Park Adidas right. big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah had a box, it had the book, it had a, a thing of tissues and like all kind of other stuff in it. She didn't send me that, so she's not getting tens this week. Ooh. But... <laughs> The book does come out um, on Tuesday of this week, so we'll talk about it yes. next week or whatever. But my, book my real tens this week. Thursday. Huh? My book's set to arrive on Thursday. Oh, so I did the um, the digital book, so mm-hmm. it's going to be downloaded at midnight on Tuesday. Okay. So, or actually, no, Monday tonight. Cool. Will be midnight Tuesday. Yeah, well, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be reading it very shortly. So, okay. Um, my real tens this week is going to um, Lizzo. She's an artist I don't really feature that much because, oh. well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, she's on the October issue of Vogue magazine, Vogue US. Mm-hmm. And She's really only getting tens because she was fully clothed on the cover of that. She did an old nasty photo spread. <laughs> and Mama had on clothes in every single shot. So I'm proud of her. She said that she's um, not going to use the term um, body positive anymore because she feels like mm-hmm. that kind of got co-opted. So she is going to coin the phrase body normative. With she feels okay. like her body's the normal body, but again, Thank let me you. not say nothing. <laughs> but she looked it good. Tens for her. She kept it covered. There was one where she had like the dress was almost like falling down, but she's like holding up the bodice mm-hmm. to her chest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, girl, because you almost lost it right there. <laughs> but tens for you, girl. That's growth, Maurice. I appreciate it. That's I see correct. growth in you. But you know, Thank you. I'm not going to come for your tent. I just kind of side eye her because she was like, I'm the first big black woman to be on the cover of Vogue. And I'm like, oh. mm, girl, no. Like, let's yeah. not compare. Like, size is also different than like race and gender. But mm-hmm. cute for you, tens. Yeah, cute, cute for you, Lizzo. <laughs> tens for you. Mm-hmm. 
my tendency is going into an organization, the American Lung Association is hosting a fundraiser specifically for black and brown communities who are impacted by COVID-19. I think uh-huh. that, you know, now that we're in like month, what, eight of COVID, it's no sign of the pandemic ending, and it's ending anytime soon. There's actually an uptick in numbers across the nation. We are only 4% of the world, but account for over 20% of the world's cases um, and also 20% of the world's deaths. It is a shit show here in America when it comes to coronavirus. And we also need to recognize that black and brown communities are disproportionately impacted and we're dying at higher rates. Um, So the American Lung Association, because this is a pulmonary infection and disease, is hosting a fundraiser. It's going to be hosted by Queen Latifah, who people say my mom looks like, but... uh, Ooh, don't do that to your mom. (laughs) I don't, Uh I don't. She's cuter. Um, (laughs) And there's also going to be other celebrities who will be um, rapping, like Tiffany Haddish's boyfriend, Common, Luanye Wayne, and his wife, Gabrielle Union. See, the Titans. Mm. The Titans doing their thing. I guess. My fave auntie, Whoopi Goldberg. Um... Uh uh-uh, uh, she going out there with the people? Yes. No, nah, she's gonna it's be virtual. It's probably virtual. It's probably yeah. Because yeah. Whoopi also, said she ain't left her house the whole time. Yeah. So the fundraiser um was actually actually already happened oh. on the Facebook page, <laughs> <laughs> but it went well. So I'm, I want to get tense because we can get tense for past things. We but can, yes. It, it also had that guy Kendrick Sampson, the light skinned guy. That was on um, Insecure, that like disappeared on Issa. Oh, uh, he be doing too much. He be a lot, but yeah. Tends to that, because I think that sometimes we forget that coronavirus is a thing. We're living in this alter universe. So I just want to say tends to the American Lung Association to all the people who did something specifically for black and brown people impacted by the virus. So tends. Nice. Tends for y'all. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. The category is mm. a good show. You have any announcements, Maurice? No, just going to remind people to vote yes. and register to vote once again. Yeah, you can also check to see if you're registered because um, I, I just get like paranoid. I'd actually just uh-huh. check to make sure that I was registered. Like I have been registered since okay. I was 18. I registered in 2005. Uh-huh. But I was just like, let me double check. Double check. Because I don't want my no nephew... at the polls. Or yeah, my... exactly. My nephew texted me today. And he's like, I registered to vote. And I was oh. so proud. It was oh. it was a moment. I was really, really happy that he did that. Good. So good. It'll be his first um his first time voting. Um because you know how like when you're in college, so like one of my fraternities national programs is um voter registration. A voteless people is a hopeless people. And you know, so we were big on that in college, but honestly, I never voted in college. It was really? something that it was something that old people do, you know? It wasn't like, mm-hmm. as young people, we were like really that concerned about it, but times are much different now, so. Swiftly changing, and these old yeah. people out here with a smooth three, four years left on their life, fucking shit up for us. So young people get out there and vote. The children are our future. Like Whitney said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh we about to get out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Dancing with the Stars. All right, I'm gonna go lay down and sleep. All right, All right. <laughs> see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. 
Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.